Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to the CBS Evening News ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. If I asked you how many subscriptions you have, would you be able to list all of them and how much you're paying? If you would have asked me this question before I started using Rocket Money, I would have said yes. But let me tell you, I would have been so wrong. I can't believe how many I had and all the money I was wasting. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. That's rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Tonight, we're on the ground here in Florida, the entire state bracing for Hurricane Ian. The fierce storm could hit here as a devastating Category 4. The dire warning tonight for people to get out now. The monster storm pictured from space as millions are told to evacuate. Schools and airports close. We visit the emergency command center here in Tampa and speak with the city's mayor. You will not ride out this hurricane. Plus, the forecast and the latest details on the storm's new path and when Ian could make landfall. Gas pipelines sabotaged? European leaders blame Russia after explosions damaged Nord Stream. Plus, our CBS News exclusive with the director of the CIA. Do you see any signs that Putin is moving towards using those nuclear weapons? And America's fentanyl crisis. The rainbow pills made to look like candy infiltrating U.S. streets. CBS's Jeff Pegues is on the front lines of the battle to combat the deadly opioid. This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell. Reporting tonight from Tampa, Florida. Good evening and thank you for joining us. Florida is a state on the edge tonight as it prepares for what could be the biggest storm in years. The major news tonight is that the path of the hurricane has shifted, pushing the storm to an earlier landfall and further south than where we are tonight. Two and a half million residents are under mandatory or voluntary evacuation orders as the outer bands of Hurricane Ian reach the southern parts of the state. Florida's director of emergency management said more than 100 nursing homes and hospitals in the Tampa area have been evacuated. 
Grocery stores up and down the coast are packed as residents rush to grab last-minute supplies, but many are finding nothing but empty shelves. Hurricane Ian slammed into Cuba as a Category 3 storm with winds of 125 miles per hour, knocking out power to more than a million people. And the storm is gaining strength in the open waters of the Gulf of Mexico. Check out these satellite images showing the eye of the storm packed with lightning. One of the biggest concerns is that Ian could dump record amounts of rain and cause dangerous storm surge across 600 miles of coastline. We have got team coverage tonight, and we want to begin with CBS's Omar Villafranca right here in Tampa with us. Good evening, Omar. Good evening. Tampa hasn't taken a direct hit from a hurricane since 1921. And even though the city may dodge Ian's bullet, people here aren't taking any chances. Floridians are on the move. They say mandatory evacuation. It's time to go. All along Florida's Gulf Coast, thousands of residents are heading inland, heeding the call to evacuate as Hurricane Ian inches closer. It is a big storm. Uh, it is going to kick up a lot of water as it comes in, and you're going to end up with really significant storm surge. You're going to end up with really significant flood events. Uh, and this is the type of storm surge that, that, that is life-threatening. Ian is expected to make landfall in Florida in the next 36 hours after battering western Cuba with 125 mile an hour winds. The Florida Keys will feel the early edges of the storm this evening with high winds and heavy rain. President Joe Biden said his administration has already sent aid to the region ahead of the storm. FEMA is also proposing and prepositioning 3.5 million liters of water, 3.7 million meals, and hundreds of generators. Residents are rushing to fill sandbags and stock up on emergency supplies. Some shelves are already running bare. Jason Hood, the owner of a tennis equipment shop in Clearwater, is boarding up. You can't prepare enough, really, so we're just out here um, getting ready. Better safe than sorry. I just hope everyone takes the right precautions to, to do what they need to do to stay safe. It is also a scramble for Tampa area hospitals, which started airlifting patients out of the danger zone. None of us know what we're going to get as far as the hurricane's concerned. Ian's massive size was captured by the International Space Station. The approaching storm forced NASA to postpone the Artemis moon launch again. Overnight, the rocket was rolled back into the hangar for safety. The Tampa airport is closed. The Fort Myers airport will close this evening. The Orlando airport, which rarely shuts down, will cease operations tomorrow. Even Disney World will shut down their parks Wednesday and Thursday because of the storm. Nora? State of emergency here in Florida. Omar Villafranca, thank you. Well, the latest track we got in just a few hours ago shows the storm is shifting. It now puts Fort Myers in the bullseye of this strengthening hurricane. And that's where Manny Bohorkas is. Good evening, Manny. Good evening, Nora. We are starting to see some of those initial signs of Ian here in the Fort Myers area. One indication of the level of concern for Florida's West Coast is the amount of resources that have already been deployed. We're talking about 5,000 of the state's National Guard troops already activated, as well as 2,000 more from Georgia, Tennessee, and North Carolina. Also, as we drove into Fort Myers, we noticed a caravan of power crews coming down I-75. We're told nearly 26,000 utility workers will be staging at more than 20 sites. 
and the American Red Cross is staging in Orlando, where volunteers are prepping shelters with things like cots, blankets, and flashlights. The bottom line is this. They, of course, want to get all of those resources out of harm's way, but still close enough to what will be the affected areas, because come tomorrow, places like where I'm standing near the water could be underwater. Nora? Manny Bajorquez, thank you very much. There is new information tonight on Hurricane Ian's expected landfall. Let's bring in meteorologist Jackie Jarris with our partners at the Weather Channel. Hey there, Jackie. Good evening, Nora. Ian remains a major hurricane and very powerful after making landfall over Cuba. It's been intensifying once again and will continue to do so all the way up to landfall. There you can see the current wind speed, 120 miles per hour, a category three storm, and it's moving in a northerly direction. Now this is the latest track and today we've had a little bit of an adjustment to the right or to the south of the previous track. So that brings this in as a more powerful hurricane and it comes in a little bit sooner. So any preparations need to be rushed to completion and that will continue to move up to the north. Storm surge is the deadliest part of the storm. Here's our storm specialist, Dr. Greg Postel, with our exclusive immersive reality to show you what the storm surge will look like. Extremely dangerous Hurricane Ian continues to close in on Florida's west coast. We know there will be destructive winds, but also a life-threatening storm surge. We could see water rises above normally dry ground, in some cases up to 10 feet. Let me show you what that looks like as we bring the water levels up, let's say, to 3 feet. Now, by the time the water gets this high, it's oftentimes too late to evacuate. Who knows what's in this water? There could be floating objects, bad chemicals. Cars can float away easily in this kind of water. We also know the water will rise way above that in some cases to perhaps nine feet or even above that. Homes and businesses can be completely submerged and clearly in many cases, this is just not survivable. So please, this is exactly why we tell you to follow the advice of the officials from the National Weather Service and the local officials to evacuate. Do so, please, if ordered. Now also make sure you stay tuned to the Weather Channel on cable and streaming for all the latest updates on Ian. Nora, back to you. That storm surge, such an issue. Greg and Jackie, thank you so much. Well, earlier we spoke with Tampa Mayor Jane Castor about the dangers the city faces from Hurricane Ian and what she's telling residents tonight. What have you learned about the track of the storm? It seems to be taking somewhat of a more easterly trajectory, which means landfall possibly a little bit south of us. Are people heeding the call for these mandatory evacuations? Yes, people that I have talked to, you know, used to have the old, uh, well, we can just wait this out and see what happens. And we're talking 10 to 15 foot tidal surge. Nobody can withstand that. There's no waiting that out. Based on the latest track, mm -hmm. could that mean no electricity for this whole area? Yes, the electricity, electric power will probably go out. Nothing can really sustain or uh, survive through saltwater intrusion. And that's the worst thing that can happen for our electric grids. How are you feeling about the latest track? Well, I'm feeling better about the latest track. You know, you never want to wish anything negative on your neighbors, but the scenario of Hurricane Ian stalling right outside of Tampa Bay is the worst case. So are you shutting down Tampa in advance as a precautionary measure? Yes, without a doubt. We always use the adage, 
You can uh, hide from the wind, but you need to run from that water. Tampa has not had a hurricane like this That's in a hundred sure. years. Mm -hmm. A hundred years, and we're, my wish is a hundred more. I'll take it. Our interview with Tampa's mayor tonight. And because of this hurricane, tomorrow's January 6th committee hearing was postponed, but the highest profile trial in the January 6th investigation did get underway today. The head of the right-wing group, the Oath Keepers, and four others are facing charges of seditious conspiracy, rare charges, and among the most serious in the investigation into the assault on the Capitol. Here's CBS's Scott McFarlane. On trial in federal court in Washington, just steps away from the site of the January 6th attack, a group of five Oath Keepers, including leader Stuart Rhodes, charged with seditious conspiracy for allegedly plotting to block the peaceful transfer of power, staging rifles and ammunition across the river in Virginia, and helping coordinate the attack on the Capitol. Defense attorneys plan to argue that Rhodes, who was not in the Capitol, and his subordinates were only preparing to act on Trump's behalf, waiting for him to invoke the Insurrection Act. Washington Democratic Congresswoman Pramila Jayapal hid in the House chamber during the attack. This is a terrifying uh, part of this whole puzzle is the affiliations, direct courting and um, affiliation between the Trump White House, Donald Trump himself potentially, but certainly his top people and these extremist, violent uh, extremist groups. According to court documents, text messages show Rhodes spent months after Donald Trump's loss calling for action from his members. Just two days after the election, warning, we aren't getting through this without a civil war. Trump ally Roger Stone, who was allegedly protected by Oath Keepers ahead of January 6th, is under new scrutiny tonight for comments made just before the election revealed in a soon-to-be-released documentary. Let's get right to the violence. He's also heard arguing Trump's team should declare victory before the results are fully counted. The key thing to do is to claim victory. Possession is nine-tenths of the law. No, we won. In a statement to CBS News, Roger Stone says the video clips don't prove he had anything to do with the events of January 6th. Meanwhile, the Secret Service says it has collected two dozen cell phones from agents and given them to an internal inspector as they probe missing text messages from January 6th. Nora? Scott McFarlane on the Hill for us. Thank you, Scott. Tonight, European leaders are accusing Russia of sabotaging two underwater gas pipelines in the Baltic Sea. Ukraine is calling it a terrorist attack. Authorities are investigating the leaks in the Nord Stream 1 and 2 pipelines, a vital source of natural gas for Europe. There was a sudden drop in pressure on Monday. Video shows bubbles where the leaks occurred after underwater explosions were detected. And tonight, pro-Russian officials in several occupied territories in Ukraine claim residents have voted to join Russia, but the referendums are being dismissed by U.S. officials as a sham. Well, we want to turn now to our exclusive interview with CIA Director Bill Burns. Burns is the last U.S. official to have met with Vladimir Putin, and he told us the Russian dictator is making reckless decisions in the war on Ukraine. Based on your analysis, do you think he'll be able to mobilize 300,000 troops? Well, it remains to be seen, and even if he's able to mobilize 300,000 troops, it's not as if throwing people like cannon fodder toward the front, many of whom are not going to be well-trained, many of whom are not going to have the kind of equipment that they need or the logistical support that they need as well. His military has a lot of other problems. Manpower is only one of them. Do you see any signs that Putin 
is moving towards using those nuclear weapons? Well, we have to take very seriously his kind of threats, given everything that's at stake. And, you know, the rhetoric that he and other senior Russian leaders have used is reckless and deeply irresponsible. We don't see any practical evidence today in the U.S. intelligence community. He's, he's moving closer to actual use, that there's uh, an imminent threat of using tactical nuclear weapons. But as I said, we have to take it very seriously. So is he bluffing? Um, it's, it's very hard to say at this point. And as I said, what we have to do is take it very seriously, watch for signs of actual preparations, and also, and this is the role of policymakers, and I'm no longer a policymaker, but to communicate very directly the severe consequences that would flow from any use of nuclear weapons. Much more of our interview with CIA Director Bill Burns will air here and this weekend on CBS Sunday Morning. We turn now to the poisoning of America and a major crackdown on fentanyl tracking in the U.S. The Justice Department revealed today 36 million lethal doses of fentanyl have been taken off the streets in recent months. We get more now from CBS's Jeff Pegues. Fentanyl overdoses cause violent convulsions. You just overdose, you have to make sure you're okay. That in this case stopped after officers administered the drug Narcan. But the number of dead is spiking, despite what Attorney General Merrick Garland says are record DEA seizures over the last four months. We seized over 10 million fake pills and 982 pounds of fentanyl powder, enough to kill 36 million Americans. No matter how much is taken off the streets, the Mexican cartels pump up their shipments across borders. It's almost like the floodgates are open. Why is that? What we're trying to do is to take down the cartels. Increasingly, fentanyl is rainbow-colored and appeal to younger Americans. When you just look at it, you can see it's meant to look like it is safer, like it's candy, like it's more of a toy. The cartels are showing no mercy in states like Colorado where there has been a 70% increase in deaths, more than 900 last year. Fentanyl killed Max Osterman, a smart and athletic 19-year-old who became addicted to drugs. His mother, Kim, says law enforcement hasn't cut off the supply, nor has it held enough people accountable. They're not prosecuting these drug dealers, and they have no incentive to stop. The DEA says that it has formed two counter threat teams whose mission is to take down the Sinaloa and Jalisco cartels. But U.S. investigators have been trying to accomplish that for years. Nora. Jeff Pegues, thank you. And still ahead on tonight's CBS Evening News, the search for an American ski mountaineer who disappeared on one of the world's highest mountains. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. 
Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. On one of the world's highest mountains, the search continues for American extreme skier Hillary Nelson. She disappeared on Monday while skiing near the summit of Mount Manaslu in Nepal, nearly 27,000 feet up. The 49-year-old mountaineer from Telluride, Colorado, is a team captain for the North Face. The outdoor gear company says it is supporting the search and rescue effort. Coming up next, the incredible views as a spaceship slams into an asteroid millions of miles away. NASA scientists are celebrating their ultra-long distance target practice shot on an asteroid. Nearly 7 million miles from Earth, a refrigerator-sized spacecraft slammed into a 530-foot-wide space rock. The goal of the experiment was to change the asteroid's direction and someday protect Earth from one. And we'll be right back. Finally tonight, Philadelphia sports fans are known as some of the most passionate in the country. Now they have a new sport to love. Here's CBS's Anne-Marie Green. It's everything you expect from polo in an unexpected place. Give us some love, Philadelphia! North Philadelphia. It was an opportunity to learn more about polo. This was super dynamic. It was awesome. We're out here, we're saying, oh, it's lit. The Philadelphia Polo Classic is a dream come true for champion Kareem Rosser. He learned the sport for free through a local program called Work to Ride, which took him from rough neighborhoods to ritzy polo grounds. I've participated in so many polo events around the world. I'm like, it's finally time to bring something to our own neighborhood. He brought friends too, like Nacho Figueres, dubbed the David Beckham of polo. Nacho Figueres shot on goal, Nacho! And Shariah Harris, a Work to Ride alum and former former polo captain at Cornell University, along with her mom. Can Philly be a polo town? Almost definitely. We do it Philly style. <laughs> In your dreams, when people think of Philly and sport, will they think of the Eagles and the Phillies and the Flyers and polo? Like, oh, absolutely. Polo, an old sport with a new audience in the city of brotherly love. Anne-Marie Green, CBS News, Philadelphia. And that is tonight's CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell in Tampa, Florida, where we'll continue tracking Hurricane Ian. Good night. If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey.
You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.